Welcome to episode 15 of the 5-Minute Mayberry Devotional entitled, Jumping to Conclusions. In today's episode, we're going to look at episode 16 of the Andy Griffith Show, entitled The Beauty Pageant, and look at 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse 2. The episode starts with Andy coming into the barbershop, seeking to get Floyd to take out an ad for the program for Founders Day. We see Andy almost getting into trouble as he talks about the mayor's wife singing at the finale, to which we learn the mayor can't stand to hear her sing either. The scene moves to the mayor's office, as it appears the councilman and councilwoman decide to have a beauty pageant to go along with Founders Day. Ellie Walker nominates Andy to be the judge for the pageant, and Andy later confides to her that he plans on picking her for the pageant winner. Ellie then goes on to yell at him for suggesting that she would pick him just for the fact of choosing her. At home, Andy tries to explain everything to Aunt B, and ends up having a few ladies stop by his house, along with their mothers, to show off for Andy. The next day at the courthouse, we see Andy is busy taking calls from parents to pick their daughters as the winner. Even the mayor comes down to try to persuade Andy, even though he doesn't care which one of his daughters that Andy chooses. On the bright side, we do see that Irma Bishop and Floyd both come by to offer their support to Andy. Miss Bishop says she can help with a pageant, and Floyd writes a song that would be sung to Miss Mayberry. The scene changes, and we see Miss Bishop working with the townsfolk on the founding of Mayberry Play, with Floyd playing the part of John Mayberry. Later on, we see that Andy's being chased through the streets by people who are wanting them to pick somebody they know. Even at his home, Andy is pestered by Opie to pick Mary Wiggins as Miss Mayberry, and Aunt B keeps telling Andy that he needs to get Ellie in the pageant. The day of the pageant finally comes, and as the contestants are lined up, it appears that Ellie Walker's name has been entered. While Ellie is the prettiest contestant, he can't pick her for Miss Mayberry without making her mad, and he can't pick any of the others without making everybody mad. In the end, he chooses Miss Irma Bishop to be Miss Mayberry after all the hard work she has done on Founders Day. While the other parents aren't too happy, Miss Bishop is the obvious choice. The epilogue shows Andy in the barbershop reading the review of the pageant and how they bragged on Floyd's song. In walks Opie and Mary Wiggins, to which Opie tells Andy he didn't like the pageant and tells him that Mary should have won. Andy then comes up with the idea of crowning Mary Wiggins as Miss Mayberry Jr., and Floyd sings his song to her. The message I want to talk about today is jumping to conclusions. I saw a poster once that mentioned five of my favorite exercises. Jumping to conclusions, flying off the handle, carrying things too far, dodging responsibilities, and pushing my luck. I would say that for many people, this isn't too far off base. In this episode, I think we can see several people who jump to conclusions. In the beginning, we see that Andy jumps ahead of himself when he suspects Ellie has nominated him to be the judge of the beauty pageant so he will pick her. He quickly finds out how wrong he was. Throughout the episode, we see several people in town who jump to the conclusion that Andy will pick their daughter to win the pageant. Each one seems to think that they have a special connection with Andy that will give them an advantage. We even see the mayor, Floyd, Aunt B, and Opie push for someone who they think should win. Andy tries to convince Ellie, unsuccessfully, to enter the pageant because he knows it'll make things a lot easier on him. Up until the end, it seems that everyone thinks their daughter will win the pageant. It isn't until that Andy picks Miss Bishop that everyone sees their dreams shattered. In 1 Samuel, we read how Israel wanted a king. They wanted an earthly king so they could be like all the other kingdoms. They were jumping to conclusions. 
thinking that this was the best idea, forgetting that it was God that was seeing them through all the rough times. When it comes time for a king, we see that Saul is chosen, and what better man could they want? 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse 2 describes Saul this way, And he had a son whose name was Saul, a handsome young man. There was not a man among the people of Israel more handsome than he. From his shoulders upward, he was taller than any of the people. That's from the English Standard Version. The description of the man that would be their new king was somebody they could all be proud of. He was a young man who would lead them with fresh eyes. He was a handsome man, no one more handsome than him in all of Israel. And we see that he was taller than anyone else. Sound like a good combination for a king. When he was presented to the people in the next chapter, the people exclaimed, Long live the king! As from 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 24, the people jumped to the conclusion that Saul would make a wonderful king. While Saul started off as a good ruler, we see that his impatience in chapter 13 is the beginning of his downfall. The great and powerful ruler that everyone thought they would have soon lost favor with God. The citizens of Mayberry all jumped to the conclusion that Andy was going to pick their daughters as the pageant winner. The people of Israel jumped to the conclusion that their country would be great because they had an earthly king, one that was young, handsome, and the tallest around. The people of Mayberry quickly found out that what they thought was the most beautiful, well, ended up losing out to somebody who really, truly was beautiful in all ways. The people of Israel quickly found out that what they thought was the best idea of having an earthly king wasn't what they expected it to be. Samuel had even warned them of what an earthly king would do to them, but they wanted one anyway. I have some anxiety, and it causes me to jump to conclusions quite a bit. I start jumping to conclusions pretty quick if somebody doesn't answer my text messages immediately, or if somebody says, we need to talk, or if things just don't go my way. While there's no quick answer for us not to jump to conclusions, I think the first thing we need to do is try and recognize that we're doing it. Then, just think through what's really going on. I know, I know, it's much easier said than done. But think of how much trouble it would have saved Andy with Ellie. And think of how much trouble the Israelites could have saved themselves if they hadn't jumped to the conclusion that they needed a king. Maybe the Israelites should have asked Barney if he still had that Learn a Month magazine on psychology. Well, maybe not. But anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast, leave me a rating or a comment. I'd appreciate it. Next Wednesday, I'm going to go back and look at episode 11, The Christmas Story. And thanks for listening.